You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. I mean, I think anyone who loses a Super Bowl probably ranks that up there. I know, remember I always seeing my dad as a coordinator and stuff after those three Super Bowls when he was in Denver and I was younger and how hard it was on him. So I think anytime you get that close and you lose it, the last one, that's definitely the hardest. I've been able to coach in two Super Bowls and you lose either one of them, both of them are heartbreaking. So in terms of pain, I've, I've broken my arm, my collarbone, a lot of things. So those are more painful, but those things last a while, but it's all about getting back there again and that's what I'm excited for today. That's 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan talking about what it's like to be on the wrong end of a Super Bowl when it's one game for your season, and that's what we're looking at Sunday. Chiefs and the 49ers at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And to help us break down this game a little bit more, joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is Jimmy Cottrell. Former New Mexico State Aggie, former Baltimore Ravens linebacker, and part of the group that you're going to hear Saturday mornings on the 8th Grady Sports Show at its new time, 8 to 9 a.m. starting this Saturday with Jimmy Cottrell, Jordan Heitzma, Kevin Banks, the whole crew getting you going there on the 8th Grady Sports Show on Saturday morning. So, Jimmy, thanks so much for making the time. Want to get the word out, get everybody to their radio Saturday morning. You guys are You guys are going to have some fun on that show. We are. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast. It's a good group, uh, Jordan and Kevin and myself, and uh, talking talking football and sports, you know, specifically New Mexico sports. So, uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Hope, uh, hope people tune in. So th- the first place that I always like to start with this matchup with everybody that we've been asking about, just their thoughts on the game, is there one particular matchup that you're going to have your eye on that you're most looking forward to watching if it's one of the offensive or defensive coordinators versus the other position group or players on the field or – Offensive line, defensive line, is there one particular matchup that you're most excited about that, that's going to have the biggest impact on this game? Sure. I think for me uh, personally, I, I want to see how Andy Reid kind of attacks the 49ers front seven um, and uses that running game where I think in the uh, two uh, playoff games for the 49ers, they've given up a lot of rushing yards. Um, and they were fortunate where they were able to come back you know, and win those games. Uh, but defensively, in that front seven, which is fantastic from a personnel standpoint, just didn't hold up very well. Um, and I think uh, Andy Reid, by virtue of uh, formation and personnel, I think he's really going to try to attack that front seven on early downs and get ahead of the chains uh, to make some more manageable third down conversions and, and move the ball along. So that, that, to me, I think is going to be one of the most intriguing aspects of the game is if the Chiefs can, can run the football against that 49ers defense. Are you expecting, do you think it's going to be this feeling out process in the very beginning? I'm imagining at least the first half of the first quarter, it might not be the level of football that we're expecting to see, but both these just both these teams trying to get a gauge for one another. I, I agree. I think, uh, I think, well, the Chiefs offense has been kind of down this year. You know, they've kind of evolved um, where they're not as high-flying and, and high-scoring. Um, and then kind of Brock Purdy being in a, uh, pressure cooker situation, you know, starting his first Super Bowl. So I think offensively, they're going to be kind of conservative to begin and kind of fill out um, and see what kind of defense offers them and what they can get. Um, and I think uh, from the defensive side, that Steve Wilkes defense, you know, with the 49ers statistically has been very good, but kind of in crunch times, they haven't haven't risen to the occasion. Um, and then on the Kansas City side, Steve Spagnuolo has put together an unbelievable defensive game plan throughout these playoffs, you know, holding uh, Miami, the number one defense, you know, holding them down, going into to Buffalo and beating Josh Allen, and then going to to uh, Baltimore and, and stopping what's presumably the you know league's MVP and Lamar Jackson. So I agree. I think that first quarter is going to be you know 
everybody kind of throwing some jabs and filling each other out. And hopefully I, I would think it opens up a little more in the, in the second half. You talk about Kansas City's offense and don't mean to, to pour salt in the wound, but just talking about everything that they've done and just the different versions of this Chiefs offense that we've seen over the course of the season. You go back to that AFC Championship game and they the offense didn't put up any points in the second half, but really they didn't have to. When you look at that, do you lean more towards the side of, of just impressive in the way that they were comfortable in running their offense, knowing that they you know that there wasn't this added pressure of, of hey, we're not scoring, something's got to change, that they were just running their same offense, or did you look at that as maybe something that Baltimore should have capitalized on more? Oh, I definitely think Baltimore should have capitalized more. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little little sore subject, but I think Baltimore um, probably got a, got a little... Um, Thought that they would that you know they didn't trust that their defense you know was going to be able to stop Kansas City like they were able to in the second half, um, and got out of character and got away from running the ball. Um, I think for Kansas City, I think they they have a lot of confidence in their defense. This is the best defense that Mahomes has had since he's been there, um, and this you know really won him some games throughout the regular season. And I think it's also some of that championship experience, you know, postseason DNA, uh, where they were able to kind of trust like, hey, we don't need a step on the gas let's let's kind of play conservative and, and just kind of match them um knowing they had you know a two possession lead uh which ultimately ended up being enough to, to win them the game so you know they were comfortable winning a 17 game 17 10 game where years prior you know they it would have been 34 points that they were putting up so with that being said and we're talking to jimmy cottrell here on team talk espn radio 1017 the team former new mexico state aggie former nfl linebacker Host of the uh, on the eight grady sports show Saturday mornings eight to nine a.m. here on one hundred one seven the team. So with that, then do you think that's something that San Francisco will do more to take advantage of? With- I would think so. Um, it's funny on, on uh, with the sports show eight grady sports show. Uh, Jordan and I were were kind of throwing around some ideas and. Uh, looking at how the Forty ers were going to attack the Chiefs, you know, and I. Jordan was kind of the opinion that, you know, maybe they're kind of conservative, you know, and um, kind of getting Brock Purdy in, into the game a little bit. I think they trust him enough that they're going to they're gonna open it up for him a little bit and kind of challenge the, that, that Chiefs secondary, um, especially with the playmakers that they have, and, and really just try to get on them from the, from the jump. Um, but, you know, with, with a second-year quarterback uh, making his first Super Bowl appearance, you know, he, who knows kind of how he's going to respond. Um, so I... I I think I, the personnel for the 49ers, I think if you, you put it out on paper, they probably match up better. Um, but it's hard to go against, you know, teams that have postseason experience. And a lot of times when it comes into the playoffs, you got to go with the better quarterback. And, and, and Chiefs have probably one of the best ones in the league. You have the insight, Jimmy, that we don't have about how, how much it takes to get to the NFL and stay in the NFL. And so when people on the outside are using that game manager term, talking about Brock Purdy, like, for, forget the analysis about Brock Purdy and, and just calling him a game manager. When, when you hear somebody call any quarterback in the game manager, just you know what what are your thoughts on that, and what does game manager mean to you? Uh, I, I, honestly, I think it's a joke. Uh, game manager is doing his job. He's executing the offense. He's doing exactly what he's asked to do, especially in an offense that has that many playmakers. You know, he's he's asked to be a point guard and just distribute it to their guys, and those guys are talented enough to make a lot of. A lot of plays and gain a lot of yards after the catch. Um, so really, I mean, he's executing at a high level. That's what any player you know is asked to do. Um, that's how you stay in that league, make it to that league, and stay in that league. So I think he's doing a phenomenal job. And I think people try to 
knock him a little bit by calling him a game manager because he doesn't have the physical skill set of a Patrick Mahomes, you know, who's probably a once in a generation player or quarterback. Um, but I, I, I kind of scoff at the notion of a game manager, man. I, he's doing a great job managing the game because they're winning. I think what do I, I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but his winning percentage as a starting quarterback in the NFL is astronomical. I think he's probably in the 800s, yeah. uh, 80, 90%. Um, so I, <laughs> you think anybody's that good at their job and is going to be called a game manager, uh, what else do you want from the guy? Would we be talking about him differently if he was a first-round pick? Absolutely. Absolutely, because that would be expected, right? You know, he, he would be expected to take the reins, right, as soon as he walked through the door and be the face of the franchise. And the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant, you know, um, everybody kind of expects something different from him and tries to find knocks against him. Why was he drafted in the seventh round? But Tom Brady was a, what, sixth, seventh round pick. Um, so a lot of times it's not about how you make it in the league, but what you do once you get there. Uh, and he's definitely proven that he's capable. Jimmy, when you look at the two teams, a couple of weeks ago I – actually was on the fence about the Chiefs against the Ravens. I thought that the <laughs> Chiefs could win, but I wasn't sure, and I was very high on Baltimore. Now, in this case, I'm picking the Chiefs because now it's gotten to a point where when it's the big game, you put the two quarterbacks together, in my opinion, you got the guy that they call Mr. Irrelevant, who's pretty dang good, against a guy who I say, until someone proves that they can beat him in a big game, Kind of like Tom Brady, it's not going to happen. That's Patrick Mahomes. Am I wrong to think that the Chiefs are going to win this game? Uh, if you're wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I think I want, from a gut perspective, I want to go with the 49ers just because, again, you look at their rosters and what um, John Lynch has been able to do mm -hmm. in putting together the players they have, that's unreal. I mean, it looks like an all-star team out there. But like you said, I mean, you, you, can't, not, you can't go against Mahomes. Uh, you know, until somebody proves they can, they can beat him in the biggest moments. And very rarely has he faltered. And to be, what, six years as a starter in the AFC Championship game six times and the Super Bowl four times, they win this one. They're argue, arguably one of the, what, third or fourth dynasties, you know, after the Steel Curtain in the 70s or the Cowboys in the 90s or the uh, Patriots who've done it, you know, three or four times in two different decades. They're, they're the next ones. Um, so from a from a... Logical perspective, I want to go for the 49ers, but uh, I, I can't I can't go against Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I'm right there with you. I want to ask you this question. In terms of the game that they played against Baltimore, to me it was a domination. They took over the game from start to finish. Is that something that you feel that they have to do in this game against the 49ers? And if so, how do they do that against, like you said, a very talented team that has a lot of elements on both offense and defense? Does it come down to the running game, and do the Chiefs have enough in the running game against this 49er defense? That, that to me, is the question, right? Is, do they have enough in that running game um, to, to take it to and, and kind of dominate the 49ers front seven? Um, I think they do have to dominate from start to finish. You look at this as a matchup you know, from a couple years ago when the teams were in the Super Bowl, and at that point, uh, Kansas City and Mahomes came back in the fourth quarter when they were down 10 points. Kansas City doesn't have that receiving core. No, they you know, don't. Their offense isn't built like that this year. So I do think that they have to play with a lead. Um, and very similar to how they attacked Baltimore. You know, and I, you know, personally, I wish Baltimore would have won that one. Um, but it was. It was dominating. They, those first two possessions, they walked it down the field and took, what, 10 minutes off the clock? And then just kind of put it into coast mode and played comp complimentary football. Uh, I think that's going to be their game plan and kind of plan of attack. 
uh, in this game. Um, they may have to score, you know, another touchdown. I think if they get to 24, 31 points, they win it for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how the 49ers defense in that front seven specifically kind of respond to uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who I love as a running back. That dude just runs angry. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. The last question for me is, you know, in terms of, and I say dominated because they took over the game management. They took over, as you said, the clock. If they're able to do that against the 49ers, that'll be a major feat. But at the same time, the scary thing if the Chiefs are playing game management and time management, then they got guys like uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey who can come up with touchdowns and two-minute drives like no one's business. That's a, a scary proposition. And that's what opened my eyes to the Chiefs, the way that they were able to win, because to me, technically, that's not their style. Right. No, I, I agree. I think what really convinced me and why I'm, I'm really heavy on the Chiefs is, is the way they've gone through this postseason. The teams they've had to play leading up to to get into the championship game and the way they have played those games and dominated largely um, those teams and on the road, really, uh, outside of the Miami game in Kansas City. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems that this team, very similar to what the Patriots were, once they get into the, the, the postseason, into the tournament, they just find ways to win. They're confident. You know, they're, they're um, reserved. And uh, – they, they, just, they know how to rise to the occasion in the biggest moments. And I think that's, that experience will really pay, pay dividends for them in, in the Super Bowl. Jimmy, thanks so much for the time. We'll look forward to hearing you guys on Saturday morning on the 8th Grady Sports Show. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. You guys have a good night. You as well. It's Jimmy Cottrell, former New Mexico State Aggie, former Baltimore Raven, part of the 8th Grady Sports Show. You hear it at its new time, 8 to 9 a.m. here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.